I, I saw got it at her concert. a Mitski shirt the other day. Okay, in what context was this happening? I think I think it was some dykey looking couple, like uh, in like a cringe like white way, and someone was wearing like a Love Me More shirt, and I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. Of all the things that I love that I'm like, you know, I can find peace with Sunny not loving this. I think that you're the weird one for not liking me. <laughs> like, I get it because you're such a pop-heavy girl. You know, like, I get it. But also, if you if you were a Mitski streamer and the way you are in your state, <laughs> there would be, <laughs> be nuclear warfare. So maybe it's for the better. That you're not a Misky streamer. No, I'm not a Misky streamer. I only just recently got into Fiona Apple and people are losing their fucking minds. People in my mentions mm-hmm. being like, oh, you weren't into Fiona... No, girl, I can still only stream eight of her songs. The rest of that shit is not listenable to me. To me. Just saying. Anyways. <laughs> like, Let's start the episode. Hello and welcome to The Lavender Menace. I am one of your co-hosts, Renaissance Marie. I'm an Aries Sun, Gemini Moon, Virgo Rising. I've introed with that before, but it's always nice to give the listeners a little refresher heading into yeah. a new episode. Yeah, and I am Sunny. I'm your other co-host. I am a Cancer Sun, Capricorn Moon, Gemini Rising, and I'm suffering. I'm in the trenches. I'm like oh very deep in them. I- <laughs> Uh-huh. How long? When did the week start so that I can let? Are we... So, you said uh, it, it, Sunday. So I got I got like forty eight okay. more hours where I'm allowed okay. to be where okay. I'm allowed to be mentally ill. Yeah, and and I'm a, I'm gonna keep my promise. I'm gonna keep my promise. But that just means I'm gonna be so crazy for the next few days. Like I like, and also you haven't even been been receiving the battering ram and no, I know. of it all, which is what's scary. But I, it, the, the week isn't for me. The week is for you. Mm-hmm. You're crazy. You, but, I'm, like, how am I supposed to not not be crazy at the end of, like, in, in two days? How yeah. am I supposed to be normal So you better get it days? all out. You better how? get it all out. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Anyways, okay. So... <laughs> yeah, there's like six planets in retrograde as we record. Um, so, mm-hmm. like, why is nobody talking about this? Why are why are we supposed to act? Why like is this no one is talking about the planets, or why is no one talking about you suffering? Because it's all over everyone's timeline. So I think <laughs> I think the news and the media is are, we are talking about it. I think no it's one has upon been us. alerted. No one has been alerted, and no one is concerned. No one. Is- I, the thing is that everyone has been alerted, and everyone is concerned. <laughs> like both of those things are happening. Oh, okay, okay. Well, anyways, today we have to talk to you. Guys. Moving on. <laughs> about some hot takes emailed Mm -hmm. to us from you and you know if you want to submit hot takes to us please go ahead and do so at the lavender menace at gmail dot the lavender menace podcast at gmail.com send us whatever and we promise to read it then we're gonna be talking about the new netflix movie that fucking everyone is talking about do revenge and then we yeah. will be giving each other media recommendations, as per usual, as we do in every episode. So, let's let's get into it. Renaissance, do you want to read our first hot take? Yes, I can. Our first hot take is titled, Bitch Identity and Fat Phobia Slash Racism. Hey, Sunny and Renaissance. I'm Ani. I'm a 20... 20- 
two-year-old Latina butch lesbian who uses they-them pronouns, and I'm a big fan of the pod. Thank you. Uh, there is so little communist lesbian of color representation in the podcast world. If you have any recs, let me know. Uh, we made this podcast for that very reason. <laughs> the, that the demographic in question. Yeah. I'm like, listen, if there were more of us, we'd be out of a hobby and non-job. I wouldn't say we're out and of a non-job. job. It's not like... <laughs> and unemployment. The unemployment yeah. of the unemployed. No, we'd be out of our unemployment, unemployment gig. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, when, if you guys find another communist, lesbian of color podcast, let us know. Because currently, we're listening to ourselves as a way... To fill that void. Um, but thank you. <laughs> Anyways, moving on with the rest of the email. Anyway, my sort of hot take is how butchness is less is less recognized slash celebrated in regards to fat butches, especially fat butches of color, within the lesbian community and definitely the LGBT community at large. As a fat butch, it's hard to see skinny white butch, stud, etc. people be seen as more androgynous than their fat counterparts. There's a certain feeling that even when I dress masculine, chest bind, have my hair short or slicked back, the skinny white mask will still be seen as more masculine than me because fatness is so inherently tied to femininity and also race. I feel there is a strange paradox where white skinny butches are seen to be the desirable form of gender nonconformativity in the queer community, as femininity is expected a fat woman when we dress masculine, that itself is a very transgressive action. Being Latina, I'm always racialized as white within a US context, and besides skin tone and other physical features, a large part of that is also because of my body type is bigger and curvier, which is historically associated with black people and non-white people. This then brings also all the racist and gendered feelings towards racialized bodies, and it is a very difficult struggle. I guess what I'm trying to say is that there is a significant issue within our community where we don't celebrate or even respect as equally fat butches, especially fat butches of color. I'd like to hear your take about it. Sorry for the long email. I hope it made some type of sense. Also, would love to shout out my girlfriend's lesbian literature blog, Basa Bibliophile. She has a lot of cool lesbian literature books on there. Aw, you guys love bringing your girlfriends and partners into these emails. <laughs> love it. Once again. We've oh, mentioned this oh, before. Oh, I love to support my girlfriend. I'm going to mention her in the email. Ha, ha, ha. I listen to the podcast and we listen it together. And it's just so much fun listening with my girlfriend. Okay. Anyways. We are Shout not out. bitter. I clicked on the link. It looks cool, I guess. Whatever. Oh Fuck my you. god. I mean, I love you. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. I'll take yeah, okay. We'll we'll link I'm it. Kidding. But no, no, it's it, it's yeah. true. I think it's hilarious that people <laughs> well we've 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 made this joke before that people mm-hmm. will will flex having their girlfriend. Having a girlfriend. Oh, I mean, us. at least Ani is classy for putting it at the end of the email. Some people put it first <laughs> sentence, being like, "Hey, by the way, I'm I'm lovingly laying next to my girlfriend of three years while I write this email to you." Anyway, she's stroking so my you, hair and she's yeah. actually, she's crocheting. We just got back from a very together. romantic date um, where we, we have just three started cats together and we just, yeah. We have a beautiful New York City apartment where. 
we just love each other and listen to the podcast about hosted by you two losers. But anyways, here's my email. It's like, I mean, literally, I'd rather have you guys slap me in the face, but... No, because this is what it's we were fine. talking about. It's like, it's like imagine how imagine the lavender menace universe in which me and Renaissance are not <laughs> are not like this. No. <laughs> what do you, there wouldn't be the lavender menace if we weren't like this. What do you mean? The, the lavender menace is possible because okay, we are like yo, this. Okay, so we did a bonus episode on Patreon. Of the mm-hmm. watermelon woman, and this, the, mm-hmm. one of the opening scenes is these two studs working at the film store together, and yes. one of them being like, "All you do because you don't have a girlfriend is watch these old movies." Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is us. Yeah. This has been us for yeah. the past like three years. Like, <laughs> and 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 look at the empire that we have and made and grown. Exactly. No, okay, like, from the ground up. Literally. Anyways. Anyways, <laughs> to get to the actual content <laughs> of the email, and not to just shade our listeners for being in uh, happy relationships with creative right. girlfriends or whatever. Right, right, right. But um, we love a long email. Thanks for sending us yeah. your long emails. You don't have to apologize for long emails. Like, true. Also, I was gonna like. Of course, the hot take is slay and true and real. Mm-hmm. Of course, mm-hmm. and. Of course. Kind and also sort of like relevant to this bonus episode for A League of Their Own up on Patreon again. <laughs> that show has some good representation of mm-hmm. butches of color and plus size butches mm-hmm. in ways that like is truly unprecedented yes. <laughs> for like yes. visual media. It's like genuine, like like never have I ever seen that many butches in mm-hmm. one 30 minute clip of like one piece of media yeah like, that's crazy Same. i a- and i was own. living i was hashtag fucking living oh, for that and and we were cheering in the right. streets i recently pressed play once again on a league of their own who's surprised that i'm re-watching it to no end and all you do since you don't have a girlfriend is re-watch a league of their own <laughs> <laughs> and true and true but every time i like watch especially like i'd say the first two episodes because mm-hmm. that would be the first two episodes of the show i'm kind of shocked i'm like well even if someone didn't finish a league of their own because they're like oh there are lesbians playing baseball no no more for me or whatever like even right. if you watch just a fraction of the show <laughs> like you still kind of see a lot of lesbians. Like, a lot of... And a lot of lesbian representation that is literally a no... Uh, that, that I haven't seen before myself either in, in terms of television and film. That I'm like, wow. They, re- they really did that. Like, regardless of your thoughts on the show, mm-hmm. you can't say that it's not for the lesbians, I'd say. Even if you're mm-hmm. a lesbian who doesn't like it. I, th- I think we're... S- it's, it's not a lesbian show that's made for straight people. No. Not I'm not going to name names. Anyways, but obviously it's true that fat butches are not treated with the respect that they deserve, especially for how fundamental they are to the lesbian community. But also that like whiteness is obviously allotted as the the best way to be a lesbian is to be a white lesbian essentially and any deviation from that not only the standards of whiteness which would include being fat but also obviously being visibly 
a person of color in any way, shape, or form is going to to knock you down a couple pegs on the lesbian hierarchy. Because true of any of the communities in the overall LGBT, <laughs> of the LGBTs community, right? right other, other systems of supremacy are still at play. Oh, this is another thing that is going to be up on Patreon hopefully soon. But we had watched the HBO show Somebody Somewhere, which has yeah. good... A butch representation and the book yeah. <laughs> the he and butch in 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 that show like isn't thin either so yeah I th- oh what's his name i love Freddie rococo i knew it was a, a dope name yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um yeah and our Great main character, character is also fat too which is like mm-hmm. and most of the characters like look like like normal people in a way that most hollywood actors just don't you know yeah so like, actually normal people. Right, right, exactly. Because, obviously, like, within media and, like, visual media and consumption of, like, particularly, like, women's bodies, it's mm-hmm. so much, it's, it, it, everyone is, like, waifishly thin, ostensibly. Like, which, Amanda Seyfried being the fat friend in Jennifer's body when, like, <laughs> she's not fat at oh all in my the movie. God. And it's, like... The, the thing is that it's not even, like, it's insinuated that she's supposed to be the fat. Like, she's called fat on multiple occasions in that movie. Yeah, the like, early 2000s were not fucking crazy. True. So fucking insane. I mean, I don't think it's any better now. I mean, maybe. Maybe in what people say, but not in what people do. <laughs> yeah, it's different now in that, like, I just mean in the early 2000s, the fat phobia of, like... Or like oh, like it, yeah. like like just culturally, uh, in yeah. this spectacle. I mean, I think for Harriet, Kimberly Nicole Foster did like a video about this, pretty yeah. recently actually, about like the fat phobia of the early two thousands in looking at like a Naomi Campbell clip or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which I thought was fucking hilarious as well because, well, okay, so I want to reference. There's a really great book called Fearing the Black Body by Sabrina Strings, which is a historical academic documentation of the development of fat phobia alongside or as a process of like white supremacy and colonialism and anti-blackness through specific instances and like cultural rhetoric etc how it differs between across culture time in different spaces and such and the different like scientific or you know pseudoscientific views on like particularly women's bodies or fatness or like black people or indigenous people the connections that Ani is making really you know point to and that's definitely a recommendation a book recommendation that I would push mm-hmm. it's probably one of the most comprehensive what like I think it's the only comprehensive like text about fat phobia that I've seen like, I've really seen generally speaking that was like real it's very good but anyways with androgyny and the idea mm-hmm. of like gender nonconformity and like fatness that is like obviously so real because with like fat women part of the ways to navigate fatness or to try to supersede it is like to lean into effeminacy and just being mm-hmm. hyper feminine 
in particular ways that obviously like butchers don't have access to or don't want to embody in the same way so it's like it's such a double standard it's such like an imposed standard that is definitely very fucked up and i think like within the lesbian community and within like i guess like the lesbian gays like g-a-z-e like Mm -hmm. there is a very particular i think standard of beauty and like what makes a woman or what makes someone like attractive you know like Mm -hmm. and it doesn't preclude or negate the pre-existing things that inform like what we think is attractive which like you know conversations about quote-unquote pretty privilege or whatever it's obviously just manifestations of every other existing form of oppression that like reifies how we view people of course but like Mm -hmm. I think it's just it's just like it's different for lesbians I think because I obviously don't view women in the way that men view women you know because I'm a and woman. Like, we've talked about that, I think, on the pod before. I know definitely in our one of our biphobia episodes, of course, oh, yeah, you guys for love sure. to listen to. <laughs> and I think it came up recently. I can't remember which episode, but where we, we talked about, once again, how the things that men find attractive in women, like... Men and lesbians are not attracted to women in the same way and for the same no, reason. Not at all. And our our eyes do not go to the same. <laughs> like, yes. it, it's just not. It's just not the same. Um, yeah. And so I think for those reasons, obviously, what is attractive under the lesbian gaze g a g a z e is going to be different. I think also like women are allowed to age. <laughs> Mm -hmm. you know and still Mm -hmm. be considered attractive amongst lesbians obviously that has kind of become like a not a well a joke but yeah like (laughs) a joke or like like just something that can be referenced you know and that like you know the the milf (laughs) culture yeah the milf yeah the milf loving culture of lesbians but also i think just in general like you can enter a lesbian relationship older in a way that i think Mm -hmm. older straight women it's just a little bit more taboo yeah. because, because men the thing constantly is, is, go for younger women right because you know more very consistently mo- men of yeah. all ages say that women are most attractive when they're in their 20s which exactly. is ridiculous because to me like, people are attractive when they're around the same age as me like <laughs> is yeah. that not well, i mean like, it, it, the celebrities that i find attractive obviously i am a i'm are one of the 20 years older than you <laughs> yeah exactly but the people that i find attractive right uh, IRL, IRL. obviously <laughs> on my age, right? <laughs> like the people that I'm, at, you know what I mean. Like my, like no, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. And who I'm attracted well, see, to, and and see, I get it too because like life. for me, like I, I was gonna say, you you also have the dissonance because I'd say like your favorite actress, for example, is like Annie Taylor Joy, who obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. find gorgeous, and I also find gorgeous. I think everyone yeah. finds Annie Taylor Joy right, gorgeous. right, right. Yeah, but the people that you affiliate yourself with <laughs> besides maybe like baby mama eliza is does not look no, and exactly. eliza of course are the the love of our lives and right, right, the right. sun the sunshine to everyone i believe um <laughs> is not a lesbian so wouldn't necessarily no. apply exactly. in this no. scenario 
and this is the thing, like, as someone who is very much, like, femme for butch, like, like, nearly 100%, I would say, I think, like, because that, because so much of the representation of women in media and also just, like, of lesbians, etc., are just not people who look like the people look like the people who I would be attracted to in real life like there's just there's mm-hmm. such a difference between the people who I'm like oh these are like really beautiful people that I'm obsessed with and think are so gorgeous and am attracted to like hypothetically <laughs> versus like mm-hmm. people who like you're actually dating. and I think like that is something that yeah people I've don't... never been attracted to someone in real life who looks like the people that I <laughs> am attracted to online partly because I just like when are you ever like, going to be in a, in a situational context in which you are around those types of people? But even, like, the people that I like in real life don't even look like younger versions. No, exactly. Of exactly. Like, 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 fundamentally, they look like like different genres of people. Fundamentally <laughs> like, different. Ex- no, exactly. Yeah. And, like, anyways, but I think, like, with that, when it comes to, like, fatness and, like, body size, etc., it's just mm-hmm. so interesting to see how, like, for a lot of lesbians and for a lot of women who are in, like, lesbian spaces or, you know, in lesbian dating spaces, like, they're obviously because the standards of beauty are just so different, there's no, there's not as much of a, in some ways it's, like, very freeing to not be held to the same, like, cis-heteronormative, like, gaze g-a-z-e mm-hmm. of like what men consider attractive you know um but like i don't know i think it's it's hard because how much of one's judgment is just personal judgment versus like things that are socially imposed because personally and we and we know this because you know this because <laughs> i talk about this with you all the time uh-huh. I'm so I'm so scared as to what the next words out of your mouth are going to be. What Listeners, I- we are both on the edge of our seat together. <laughs> for me, <laughs> finish your sentence. For me, when I see uh-huh. like butch femme coded couples around uh-huh. in real life and whatever, oftentimes uh-huh. my thought is, "Wow, that femme is not pretty enough for that butch." It, it does not oh, matter what the yeah. butch looks like. Okay. <laughs> Well, okay, okay, okay. Listener, let this be known that Sunny also sees the dating, the lesbian dating pool, as a Hunger Games-esque situation at all times in which it is Sunny versus the femme world. So sometimes it's not even personal if Sunny wants you dead because you're dating a butch. It's just to knock out the competition faster. So... But then I think like, that's more of a you issue <laughs> than the couple themselves. No, but then I'm like, but to the butch, but then to like the to the dyke, like the mm-hmm. girlfriend is like the most beautiful person in the world. You know what I mean? And I'm like, and I'm like, yes, as that, girlfriend should be treated both right. ways. And that is something that I'm like, wow, lesbian standards of beauty. <laughs> You are such a cunt and a bitch. <laughs> like, I say this lovingly. Like, you are truly my best friend and I love you in the entire world. No. You are such a cunt and a bitch. I was, ta- I, I was talking to this couple, the, like, literally the other week. And in my mind, I was like, you guys are both beautiful people. But, like, the butch... <laughs> 
Okay, that is that is because you are perpetually horny. Which is why you actually need to be sent to a convent, but not a lesbian fucking convent. Like, one where you have to wear metal chastity belts. And, like, like no, it's so bad. It's so bad. We don't even have time to get into it here Anyways, in this space. Anyways, so the... The, the conclu- in conclusion yeah what's your point get, in conclusion get the fucking point fat witches you have my love <laughs> oh my god okay this this cannot be an advertisement for your dms for another butch to slide in if, if you're a 510 brunette butch please do not message sunny in the next couple I please do not message sunny actively okay <laughs> Yeah, thank you. You're correct. It is an issue. It's also just an issue in the world. It's also like a class thing because fatness oh, is also sure. so tied to, to class as well that I think, you know, being racialized on top of that, being a butch and while a high form of femininity is expected of you, it's just a lot of things working against you all at once. But I think that's why the historical butch femme dynamic is so important to get back to because in that dynamic, like, Fatness and fat butches are obviously very central to the history of butch femme dynamics as well, um, and just lesbian history yeah. at large. That I think for real femmes, such mm-hmm. as the hashtag <laughs> real femmes, the hashtag <laughs> not like other femmes, the, yeah. the hashtag not like and, other femmes, and like, I say that with my full fucking chest, and I'm yeah. so dead ass. <laughs> well, with the amount of like bad femme TikToks that get no, sent it's to so us, true. Like, like, I don't mean, like, real femmes, like, to be pretentious or pejorative, you know, or, or whatever. But, like, well, truly bit. as real femmes, like, <laughs> as lesbian femmes who love and respect butches, I think that for us it's a little absurd to be disrespectful to fat butches. I, I, like, that, it, it, for us, it's a non-issue. Um, yeah, yeah. But, of course... You know, yeah. the real femme community is dwindling before the dwindling our before our very like we we talk about like the, the Bush respect, recession, but we yeah. also need to talk about how the real femmes are not standing up. <laughs> what the, the, I, it's the real uh, femme demographic is fucking dire. No, and slim it's pickings. so fucking bad. It's so bad. So and, Jesus Christ! The, like all every community is being ravaged and attacked by lesbians because. <laughs> This, like, footch epidemic, which is, like, I'm okay with the footch here and there. Right, 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 right. But also, it's just, like, some of these people are just, like, women who are saying that they're femmes, but then obviously are being fatphobic towards butches, and I'm like, okay, I need to just shut the fuck up. Like, either have some goddamn respect or leave leave the room. Um, Yeah, leave the label alone. It's my personal opinion, but... Anyways, okay, that is truly my last. the, The dyke dating pool, it, like... Mm-hmm. For the bi girlies or the ones who like are, who, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry to, <laughs> I didn't mean to laugh at Sunny just said, you just said bi girlies and then I laughed. <laughs> Listen, sometimes w- with the butch femme relationship, couple dynamics in question mm-hmm. in like seeing or meeting them, sometimes with the yeah. femme, usually with the, usually with the masculine, I'm, I'm like, well, okay, well dyke down but like with the fem with mm-hmm. the more feminine one i'm usually like i very rarely can i be like are you are you bi are you lesbian like i can't mm-hmm. tell oftentimes which is mm-hmm. so interesting to me because i feel like for me i think when you i think that when you meet me <laughs> 
I know. I like, because, okay. I also realized that this past like training and like meeting my new staff, I have yet to like really say like I am. Oh wait, no, I did. Fuck! I thought I didn't. I said, "Bitch, it one I time. was gonna be like, you're lying because I know you didn't not say I'm a lesbian." <laughs> I know. I said it. Oh, but it was so early. I was trying not to. I think because I made like a gay joke, but then no one laughed. So I was like, "Oh, I need to say that I'm a lesbian so people don't think that I'm being homophobic." Right. 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 Now. Right. 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 But it was still one time. But still, there's so many people that I've met that I haven't said it to that I'm like, oh, to me it's so obvious. But yeah. I wonder if to that person yeah. they think that I'm like. Yeah. Bisexual. And that's why I think, like, for the femme girls, like, or for just lesbians mm-hmm. who aren't, like, butches or who mm-hmm. aren't, like, you know, gender non-conforming in that way, like, it's, mm-hmm. you're you're going to be, even if you're out with your girlfriend or your partner or whatever, you're going to, yeah. like, you're going to get the, the weird looks. You know, uh, yeah. yeah. Like, you're going to get the, you're going to get the, oh, they're dykes look. But also, yeah. like, you as, like, the non-butch one are, are probably mm-hmm. not going to get in that butch femme dynamic probably not going to be mm-hmm. seen as like the like the the worst one you know like people people yeah. are not, people are going to think of you as bisexual at best you, have you know a really weird energy in this <laughs> what <laughs> oh yeah the, yeah, the yeah weird yeah, yeah. energy line yeah. of the movie mm-hmm. but no i i agree well okay even though i have come oh i hate the term coming but even but even though i did tell my staff Obviously, my residents, my residents know that I use they, them pronouns, even though they, she, her, me, like, immediately. And I'm like, God, this is awful. Good luck. But I haven't told my residents that I'm a lesbian yet. And so, obviously, there's some sort of of gayness happening with the they, them pronouns. But I don't, I don't know if they think that if I'm Sometimes when people are like, oh, I use they, them pronouns, and they don't Mm -hmm. look like a butch, I'm like, are you bisexual? Mm -hmm. Be honest. Be fucking real with me right now. It's so embarrassing for me. Oh my god. When I I meet someone and I'm like, so what are your pronouns? And they're like, oh, like, he, they, or like, he, him. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, in a dyke way? Like, in a dyke way? And I see, like, their girlfriend or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, in a dyke way. Yeah. Like, yeah. The the fucking funniest interaction with this butch femme couple Oh, I, I pray mm-hmm. to God they are not listening to this. Anyway, but basically, they were... Uh, this whole so conversation funny. being aired out for the world, right? They're <laughs> like, listening to this like, being like, what the oh, fuck? So, no, and the thing is, is that I never really ask, like, oh, what are your pronouns for... I, I don't know. You, I'll ask mm-hmm. after someone asks me, you know, when you're in that mm-hmm. dynamic. But when I do, and they're like, oh, he, they, and like... Their girlfriend is right there, and the girlfriend look, looks over and is like, "Is like, oh, you didn't tell me that." And they were like, "What was I gonna do? Be like, babe, new pronouns just dropped." <laughs> no, for real though. I and also I'm like, I know died. it's like I should stand in my correct. I hate correcting people on my pronouns, even when it's some, even when it's something that like not obsess me in like a upsetting like because the thing is is that I it's such a weird paradox where the people in my life who I don't care what pronouns they use for me are the people who Who use your pronouns yeah yeah exactly the people who I'm like you do not know me enough to be using this kind of language with me are the people Mm -hmm. who trample over and I'm like 
I have like the only information that I have told you directly is that I use they them pronouns and that also because like my boss like heavily misgendered me like twice recently uh-huh. and like in this identity thing that I filled out like I specifically said that like even though I'm very much I feel in a connection with women and like as yeah. a lesbian it's like I don't identify as a woman in that way because this is going to be, like, an interpersonal relationship, you know? So it's, like, important yeah. to me that they know that. I don't care for other people to know. And so the fact that then she obviously read that and then still, like, has misgendered me yeah. heavy two times recently. I'm like, you don't, like, you're my boss. It's bo- because... To you, I do not have a gender because you're my boss. Like, yeah. my gender to you is worker. That yeah. is it. Like, I don't... This is the thing, like, cis have people, uh, like, don't understand that, like, non-binary people, like, exist... Or, like, because, mm-hmm. you know, in order to have any real conception of gender in the way that it operates, mm-hmm. in order to respect other people's, their own yeah. conceptions of gender, like, you kind of have to already know. So it's, like, when if you don't yeah. know, then you don't know. And then when you don't, then you just, ugh, it's so fucking, but anyways, that's why I need anyways. to really savor these moments of just being surrounded by dykes and, like, everyone asking yes. me for my pronouns. Well, okay, anyway. that's the crazy thing about my school is that, like, they will, like, have you say your pronouns. I want to introduce your pronouns. So that, like, hashtag respect. But then, like, it no is one the will people s- who, like, that have consistently <laughs> not yeah. used them. Exactly. And I'm like, what is the fucking The, the liberal, point? the liberal bingo, I mean. Liter- the liberal bingo that I told you to make so that yes. I could have evidence of everything <laughs> that was happening to me in the moment because... Anyways, so that's that. Oh, I guess on the other thing, sorry, to go back to Ani's email before we officially send off of, like, doing all of the things, like, you're dressing masculine, you bind, you have the short hair, like, all the things that are traditionally in hashtag the society that we live in are assigned to, like, masculine things, but then you're still not seen as masculine before even when I knew that I was, like, a lesbian or identified as non-binary myself there'd be times where I would like wear an outfit where I'd be like well a guy could wear like like this is a socially acceptable outfit for a guy to wear you know but even though I'm I'm wearing it and this was back when I also had short hair and I had my shorter hair I'd be like the all, all day today I'm going to be seen as a girl and like be she heard even though like there's nothing necessarily gendered one way or the other about like this outfit that I'm wearing or anything yeah. that I'm doing because it's just like your body featured. it's just like yeah what you like literally like, just like like or whatever yeah which is hilarious I'm, like, because I had like my masculinity I was also, mm-hmm. is so the default in terms of aesthetics that yeah like when when men do the do makeup or nails or what or like wear a skirt or whatever it's so fucking subversive but because women's mm-hmm. fashion has become more and more quote-unquote androgynous Masculine. like over yeah. the years it's just like become which is why so much of lesbian fashion is or like women's fashion is like appropriated mm-hmm. like lesbian fashion etc and like the line between mm-hmm. like feminist iconography and lesbian iconography and and aesthetics is like so blurred and that's why it's also mm-hmm. complicated with like femme identity and like you know lesbian identity for people who like aren't like butch like it's just yeah it's annoying but it's whatever i i just think about that even though obviously i'm a femme a hashtag real femme but there are times where i will like wear an outfit or whatever and i'm like oh 
to me, this is giving they, them pronouns. Like, to me, this is a huge flag of they, them pronoun usage. But it's like, no matter what I do every time I step out, it, it, it has yet to, like, fully sink in. In the way that I'm, and I bring this up to agree with Ani, in that, like, the way that white, skinny, androgynous lesbians or mask lesbians can do the bare minimum in terms of trying to exude masculinity or androgyny and it will be like picked up on and seen and respected in the way that i think people yeah. well and i think who, it's also because white femininity is such the standard yeah. for like, yes. white women that like to be yeah. against it in any small way or the other it's so mm-hmm. it's so much of an aberration to gender as a construction like socially that like for me for example like i'll see someone i'll be like you're giving like mask but then i'll look at her nails and i'll be Mm -hmm. like oh wait never mind which is like i'm like is this my is this my my gaze doing something or am i am Mm -hmm. i just but this kind of leads us to this next email actually so so tyra says the next email hi renaissance and sunny from one lesbian swifty comrade to another here's my hot take (laughs) i'm so glad that this is how like nearly every email (laughs) starts off I commonly hear how speculating on someone's sexuality is wrong on the internet, and I honestly do not understand it. This is just trying to pick up on signaling. Say, you might be flirting with someone, but you're not sure, so you and friends sit and analyze their personality, clothes, friends, and everything on them. Most people around me, I figured, was gay either because of this or conclusions from other people's stories. Except, in this hot take, me being lesbian is seldom something I bring up within the first minute, and I'm so clocked, and I'm I'm so shocked, and I'm so shocked at the amount of people in my vicinity who don't have a clue, even though I'm trying my damnedest. (laughs) This, as much as other stuff, feels like a non-problem in the real world. Please speculate. There's nothing wrong with people thinking you're fruity, and like, most likely we are. Is it differently? Is it different in the US? I don't really know anybody who had a coming out and someone not being straight isn't really newsworthy gossip being passed around. So picking up on hints is kind of important. Saying don't speculate feels like subtle homophobia. So (sighs) thanks Tyra. I think like this is exactly what we're talking about, right? Like this, Mm -hmm. this idea of like signaling and this is also what so much of Gaylor discourse is about and like so much of the backlash I was gonna say this is bringing up traumatic memories of trying (laughs) to filter through hundreds of Hitler (laughs) spam comments on any slight TikTok no it's exactly I feel like don't speculate is the 2020s version of don't ask don't don't say gay or that you're right but like but, like, literally, don't ask, don't tell, whereas it, th- there will be the clues that someone mm-hmm. is a homosexual, but you don't <laughs> ask if you, mm-hmm. don't, if you don't want the answer, because then you have to respond to the news. Mm-hmm. And I think for straight people who are like, don't speculate about people's sexualities, I'm they trying don't want to, to talk face about this with not... The potential reality of them being gay. Yeah. And this is why Hetlers who say that they're not homophobic, but are at the end of the day of them mm-hmm. being so defensive over Taylor Swift's heterosexuality. Well, it's like the root of the issue is why would you think or see Taylor as any different 
if she was gay, then she is straight. If she's your favorite yeah. artist now, for all the reasons yeah. that she is. Yeah. If, and why if would it bother some, you all of, that people are yeah. saying that she's gay? If you don't think she, if you don't think she is, then whatever. But like, why? Mm-hmm. Why be so fucking mad that other people do? <laughs> yeah. What, when, what is ugh. so wrong? But and, and I think also, you know, the whole don't speculate thing. It's like, well, pe- like, sexuality is... Social. I mean, it, it, well, social, but I was like, not to sound like a woman in gender study, motherfucker, because... Please, <laughs> please, but please. sexuality, sexuality itself is so much larger than just your sexual orientation. But to be like, don't speculate is like well that can include yeah. just like that's this, like how you like embody yourself example here from tyra of of knowing if people are into you like even two straight mm-hmm, people being mm-hmm. like do you think he's into me this is what he said you know mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. if it's presumed that he's straight because of like heteronormativity speculating on a sexuality part is the speculating is he sexually attracted to you as a person or not right so to say that like oh it's it's like morally wrong or to do that. Ad. It's like yeah, that's not how human social relations work. And there's no way to not because even under heteronormativity, every person that you meet that maybe you're not getting super loud clues that they're homosexual, it's like well you're speculating or you're resting on the assumption that that person is straight or is heterosexual. And to me, I just don't see that as any less of a speculation than saying that girls are gay. And I think especially this is like something that is a bit more prominent in like gay girl communities than gay boy communities just because like cis heteromasculinity is so rigid Rigid. and so strict that like any deviation from it is basically instant clockable onside. (laughs) Yeah, clockable onside, which, you know, is a shorthand the Shawn Mendes curse, okay? Mm-hmm, like, he will just mm-hmm, never mm-hmm. escape that. As, Those are the allegations. I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah, as, as no we've discussed way. at length right. on the right. episode. In the way that many gay girls can be very, very gay mm-hmm. on main, in mm-hmm. public, <clears throat> Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. and still people will defend yeah. this non-existent heterosexuality. So mm-hmm. I think this whole speculation, not knowing, is, is a girl being nice or is she flirting with me? That whole song and dance is a very yeah. lesbian gay girl yeah. and thing to it's navigate. also complicated because obviously like there are because women are not like the violent enactors of mm-hmm. patriarchy the ones who benefit from violence like they're not usually the ones who commit violence the way that men are you mm-hmm. know and like generally and mm-hmm. also in a gendered way the the line between like ally and then like gay is al- mm-hmm. is also just more difficult to like suss out for women as well because i noticed this as well where like this really pretty girl was like obviously in my mind obviously getting flirted with by this like mask like this they them butch type person <laughs> and then uh-huh. like later on sometimes a few days later i was she was like talking yeah, she was talking in a way that was, like, very, like, straight. And I was like, wait, hold on. I had to recalibrate, like, everything because I was like, I just sort of presumed, based off of how she was talking to this person, 
Mm-hmm. And also, I don't really know either of these people. So it, you know, th- these are, again, these, yeah. this is all speculation and assumption because that's what humans do when we interact with each other and how we observe each other. Like, I just yeah. sort of assumed, okay, that's just like a girl getting flirted with by, <laughs> by mm-hmm. some, by some dyke or whatever. But then. And then your eyes filled with red rage and then you <laughs> hear the rest of the conversation because you're too busy storming the halls of campus and tearing papers down. In a Sue Sylvester-esque <laughs> rampage. They couldn't hear her say that she was straight at the end of the conversation. <laughs> to fill in the rest of the scene for the listeners at home. <laughs> that is not what happened, but let's... let's <laughs> to, to, be, to be clear. But, um... Mm-hmm. But for the record. Was, let the record show. Let the record show. Because she was basically being like... She, I think I, I... She was basically being like, ugh, you would think that if there were, like, more men around, people would, like, dress better. But actually, people dress really well, despite there not being any men around. And in my mind, I was like, why would you think that? Oh, you're not gay. And I was like... Because <laughs> I, I was like, why do you think people only Which, dress yeah. because guys are around? And I was like... I, oh. you know what I mean? And I was like, wait, people still yeah. think like that because they're straight. Yeah. If and anything, I, <laughs> I dress worse if they're around. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to be seen by From my you know perspective what I mean? as a lesbian. If I woke up one day and all of a sudden I could walk outside and there'd be no men, <laughs> like no yeah. cis men in, in my vicinity, not only would I probably not notice, I'd be like, oh, gee, have you noticed that the sun is shining brighter? <laughs> that the grass is greener? <laughs> That the birds chirp is sweeter on the ear. Like to me, it would it would elevate right, right, right. the, you the know, living experience. my life. Right. Exactly. And so like this this thing about like speculating sexuality and the I think obviously it all comes down to because the world centers men so much in sexuality, both of men and women in so many ways, but, you know, differently, that it's, like, to delineate whether or not another woman censors men or is attracted to men, or with the inclusion or the exclusion of other women, it's just, it's something that has to be done socially. It's something that is going to be innate to human interaction. I think this push for hashtag don't speculate, don't talk about people's sexuality is very antiquated. It is not the subversive, It's so regressive. regressive. It's not, yeah. It's, exactly. It's, very it's like it's you know, it's like this whole oh everyone's unlabeled kind of thing. But oh my it's like God. that is just not true because when you no one is walking out into the world labelless. And so I mm-hmm, think mm-hmm. to treat people that way un- under the current systems that be yeah. is absurd. Yeah. I-, I think to yeah. try to ignore the fact that there that there are social signals that there are nonverbal signals that people give off that indicate their various identities i think to not treat those with validity and with like respect and to actually consider them i think that's disrespectful and like Mm -hmm. just like ignorant to the way that the world works Mm -hmm. maybe hashtag under communism (laughs) you will be able to flirt with anyone and then get rejected you know kindly you know like like uh, the consequences, the risks, you won't have to risk violence in that kind of same way. You know, maybe under different social structures, it will be different in a way that I can't imagine. But for the time being, speculating sexuality is something that so far has always been done and will continue to be done 
Mm-hmm. I, I don't mm-hmm. see I don't yeah. see another way around it besides human sexual relationships uh, shifting and changing like mm-hmm. fundamentally. Yeah, which we've talked about in other episodes. And it's also so like nuanced and dependent on the spaces that you're in because it also and it has to do with like your own experiences with like different types of people because for me I have mm-hmm. I think I have a pretty attuned eye to the to the MLM aligned like trans mask people versus oh. like trans mask like dyke aligned people yeah because like they're they just have such different energy vibes like yeah. like aesthetics that's all but this is all speculation that's all shit that I gotta pick up on when I'm meeting someone or when I'm getting to know someone because like mm-hmm. you know it's one thing to be like oh what are your pronouns it's another thing to be like so like you know are you a lesbian <laughs> like you know I mean yeah that is something that gets asked under certain like circumstances of course and mm-hmm. under you know and and that has happened. I have asked the question. People have asked the question to me. But, like, it it only is affable. It only is, like, nice and genuine under certain social circumstances. Because for other mm-hmm. people, getting asked, are you a lesbian, means, like, very... It can, it can be really, yeah. you know, like, aggressive and not good so it's like asking it can only be done after like things i think shared in common like it has to be like you said you have to already have picked up what they're putting down to even be able to ask that question so how are you going to not speculate and then come to that point are people Mm -hmm. just supposed to come out quote unquote Every time, like, that's, and that's what, like, Tyra is saying Mm -hmm. here, right? Like, I don't really know anybody who had a quote-unquote coming out, right? Like, and, exactly. Like, the thing is, is that the idea of coming out. When you do gay things, you will be gay. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. The idea of coming out is so antiquated in some ways as well, because how, isn't, isn't being gay, isn't queerness just embodying that? Like, d- d- homophobes mm. don't care what you identify as. If you're doing gay shit, you're gonna be- get gay hate crime. <laughs> if you're in those circumstances, like, fucking come on. Like- exactly. And I-, I think it's also one of those things where I think coming out, and in some ways it's integrated, I think our idea of coming out needs to be expand, or, you know, for, for it to be... Like, what straight people think coming out is, you know, versus what coming out is as a gay person, you know, are are, are, mm-hmm. are two different things. Coming out a la Swiftian style is, mm. like, the failed lover album <laughs> and the folklore <laughs> and the evermore, you know, and the lyricism and the saying that you're writing from a man's per- You know, all of these mm-hmm. different ways that I think Taylor Swift has come out to us and I think Taylor Swift has come out a hundred times. A million but times. It, <laughs> Exactly, thank you very much. And so I think that for that to not be considered her coming out would be incorrect. I think I think it would be erasure in some way of, of you know, what does it mean to go from it, dropping these... The hairpins. You know, the hairpins or whatever. As Tyra says. Yeah, and then, you know, slowly she's been doubling down, tripling down, quadrupling yeah. down on some of these hairpins. Right. But I think also, you know, for people... 
hashtag normal people. And, and that's the thing. <laughs> that's why, like, coming out as a concept even exists, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, for some people, it's going to be a surprise, and they're only going to pick up, like, mm-hmm. clues later. They're going to be like, oh, yeah. right. Uh, that's what, Okay, I get it now. That's why yeah. they did this, yeah. because they're gay, right? Like, the hashtag and, lesbian continuum. <laughs> like, it, it makes sense in the aftermath for some people, and for me mm-hmm. still as well, right? Like, when people are like, oh, I think I'm gay, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, I took your fucking word for it when you said you weren't. And I was like, mm-hmm. sure, dude. But now I'm like, of course, great. I'm glad you know this about yourself and that you have told me. And That of course- literally happened to me with my friend Emily. <laughs> I told her freshman year of high school. I'm like, by the way, you're gay. She told me that she wasn't gay every single year of high school. Guess who has a girlfriend? <laughs> I told her freshman year of high school. I said, Emily, you're gay. She said, she said, no, 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 I'm not gay. I'm not gay. I'm not gay. And every year, every year, I'd be, she'd do something. I'm like, Emily, that's very gay of you. That's a very gay th- thing to say. I'm not, I'm not gay. I'm just a feminist. Blah, 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 blah. Oh my god. And, not, and now who's pansexual with a long-term girlfriend? Yeah, Bruh. exactly. Shout out to you, Emily. Love you. Oh my god. Please. And you not can keep that in the bitches out. <laughs> and you can keep that in. Keep that in. <laughs> you can keep that in. <laughs> oh my god. But see, that's so embarrassing for us, because how is someone who didn't know that they were gay in a, a long-term relationship? <laughs> well, no. I mean, like... Why does someone talk about how hard it is to be a lesbian? You have to pick up hairpins... You have to. No, like, being a lesbian, <laughs> it's, like, it's more than a part-time job. Like, honestly, no, under like, these conditions. it's so difficult it's like, and hard. It's a fucking Getting shame, Getting bitches though. is not even, like, the hardest no. part. Like, no. I mean, it's that, hard, but it's not At that point, even... that's, like, the end of the job is, like, actually getting the bitch. Closing shit. Like, that's, like... Yeah. <laughs> no, like, that's, that's the... the Getting the bitches is the uh, find the the like the filter the finding the oh because you have to find someone who's like nearby have similar interests in the right age group um, and then once you find them they have to like with yours. want to like be with you and, and yeah and then you have to have enough room like equally in you know the priorities. <laughs> And then, so, like, the chemistry guys, has to be there. Oh, my and then God. You have like, the logistics. And, and it, like, genuinely, like, one of these things in this long list of things. Okay, we're acting as if this is something that, like, not literally not everyone has to undergo. As if this is, like, an exclusively lesbian No, but the experience. thing is, is that, like, I hate it when my straight friends complain about their dating. dating. Because even though I know that the men out there are full of losers, and I would, I would drop dead before I let any of these loser men date. My straight mm-hmm. friends, because I'm like, you can drop your standards, but I'm not dropping your standards for you. So you will not be mm-hmm. dating loser men. But I'm like, both of you have boyfriends. So why are you complaining about the dating pool when you both have boyfriends? I'm out here working under dyke conditions. And you're <laughs> to complain to me about the dating pool. Like, I know that it's rough for a lot of people out there. Conditions. Under uh, these conditions? Literally, literally under these conditions. Now to talk about okay. the 2022 movie, Do Revenge. Yeah, speaking of these conditions. <laughs> People keep Real. on talking about Booksmart, Crush, and Do Revenge in the same sentence. And okay. I need them to fucking stop. Stop it. Do not sully the good name, name of Booksmart, a Booksmart with these comparisons. It's genuinely pissing me off. It's like, making I, me I, so I fucking mad. I'm sorry, Booksmart is like... Even if you don't really like it, 
it's at least like a three and a half star movie. Like it's a good film. Exactly. This, like the thing it, about like, Crush it, and mm-hmm. the thing about Do Revenge is that they are Don't two even star get me started movies on Crush again. at best. At fucking yeah. best. Booksmart is a yeah. good movie. That's a rewatchable ass movie. We sat yeah. we sat our white asses down and watched that movie high as fuck and got and had fun. Mm-hmm. We had fun. Did we oh have my fun gosh. watching? Us rewatching Booksmart together, that was <laughs> honestly if if Cenosons ever gets large enough to like host events or whatever, we have to host no, like, like a high that Booksmart would be so fucking viewing. slay because no like and that's Some okay. theater in New York hooked, hit us up. If one of you bitches, if one of you dykes with a girl, if one of you dykes have a girlfriend who works at New York theater who'd host a Lavender Menace screening, let us know. Let, let your please. girlfriends know. No, yeah, Follow everyone. Follow your ethically non-monog uh, poly no, dykes please, please. First of all, how are you going to be ethically non-monog dyke under these conditions? This is a little scary. Yeah. How are you? How are you snatching up bitches Save like this? Save some for the rest of us. No, like please. Everyone talks about Anyways. how bisexuals are greedy. No one ever talks about how dykes <laughs> in poly relationships are greedy. Those are the greedy bitches. Those are the people who need to be shamed. Greedy. <laughs> right. Sorry, I, I just whacked bi girls and dykes at the same time. My <laughs> bad. I was feeling hateful just then. <laughs> Y'all didn't deserve that unprovoked. Um, <laughs> but low key with this movie though. No, okay, okay. Okay, the, okay, to, the ethical actually, okay, non-monogamy in Doom <laughs> that twist. No, that was so funny. That bit was crazy. I was... <laughs> what? God, the woke jargon. Booksmart does woke jargon and, like, talking uh-huh. about, like, the stupid liberalism and whatever of, like, white mm-hmm. girls in California in a way that I think is, like, genuinely funny and, mm-hmm. like, same, an same actual time. satire. And yeah. it's about these high-achieving girls who, you know, want to, like, go have fun and whatever. And it interacts with, and how it interacts with social media in a particular way. That's, you know, very relevant to contemporary times. And mm-hmm. obviously, like, Crush and Do Revenge try to do that. But it just, it's just... Try they, is the key tr- word there. Like, they really do not... There's no, like, it's not smart enough to really comment on this. Do Revenge, like, doesn't actually comment, contribute anything to this conversation no. about this the spectacle of, like, diversity politics and, and misogyny in how it operates in, like, a prep school environment. Like, it's so fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. It's so redundant and reductive and ridiculous and, ugh, God. Anyways. I think that Camila Mendez, who plays Drea, is... Mm-hmm the smartest actress on set because she is trying to lift that dialogue as much as she can to make it self-aware. I think she's aware of what she's saying and that's what makes her delivery her. I think her line delivery is really fun for most of the movie. I definitely think she's a stronger actress than Maya Hawk. I'm so sorry, but I did not think that she, she was not at Camila's level in my opinion in the movie. no, in multiple ways, and I, and I think that really that held the movie back a no. lot because I think that Camila as Drea and Gabby's character had the best and most consistent line readings, who were very aware of what they were saying, like what they were delivering as actors. However, looking at the material, I do not think that the project itself is as self aware um, as it should be to be a good movie. I think if it was like this movie 
that had the self-awareness and the intellect of Booksmart, it would be fun. But because it lacks that it, it, it's just simply yeah. not there yeah to me and the humor falls movie. flat to me not, it's funnier than crush no I, not as bad as one crush. time as no, no, as no, no, crush no. and not as if i'm being honest for the future of this podcast i don't think that i will hate a movie as much as crush it, it will never no. redeem itself in my no, eyes no, no, so no, if you're no, waiting no. for the episode in which oh my gosh renaissance finally likes crush it's just not gonna don't hold your babes. breath I definitely think that the movie is funnier and better on multiple levels than Crush. Yes. For being, I think, fairly similar in, in a lot of regards. It's still just not good to me. And I, I will give respect that it knows what it is and that it knows that it's a teen movie. And it does Tries pay to pay subtle, homage, yeah. Oh, yeah, it, it does pay homage. So... I like that it's not shitting over its own lineage, you know, because there are kind of some movies that do that, especially with its, you know, like vapid uh, high school hierarchy kind of setup thing. Mm -hmm, You know, mm -hmm. it it knows what it's referencing. Is it as good as the movies that it is referencing? No, it is not. Not even half. Not even a third. Not even a fourth as good. No. No. Because there are movies, there are teen movies that I rewatch and I'm like, you know what? To me, on multiple levels, this is a five-star movie. Like, like this. I'm sorry, a, but Mean Girls, Clueless, 10 Things I Hate About mm-hmm. You, I don't think there's going to be, like, like... Legally Blonde, even though that's college, but still. A, t- a 2020s or mm-hmm. post-2015, 2016, like, mm-hmm. manifestation of that even, type of movie th- that is yeah. successful at what it tries to do. I think Easy A... Is oh, the yeah, last yeah, yeah. Easy A is the last teen good teen rom com type like revenge story. I was like, okay, story. like let me be fair <laughs> and like think of like you know, but Easy A came out in 2010. It's also another teen lit remake, right? Because it's playing off of the Scarlet Letter. What's the revenge playing off of? Strangers on a Train. Sorry, not a book. The movie. The movie Strangers on a Train by Alfred. Hitchcock so that is what do revenge so but in in the same vein of like this it's a teen remake of like a prestige you know movie that is not high school blah 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 in the same way that a lot of really popular like clueless is emma and 10 things i hate about you is taming of the shrew by shakespeare yeah, yeah. and you know it, so so it it has it has its its familial relations to other movies like that. It just is not as good. It's not Easy A to me no. is still the last good teen movie. And mm-hmm. another thing that I will appreciate about Do Revenge is that obviously it has to incorporate technology. It incorporates like digital sex politics which is, like, mm-hmm. really important to the plot in the way that Easy A is more just sex pos- politics, um, mm-hmm. less mm-hmm. L- less techie in that way. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't do what I think, like, Crush really failed at. And, like, mm-hmm. it, it, it doesn't lean too heavy on technology. I like that we mm-hmm. pretty much stayed in real dialogue. I feel yeah. like the tech that was used was pretty beneficial to the plot. or And it was pretty minimal, yeah. Yeah, it's just and like texting and then that one clip at the beginning of her sending off the, the video that instigates everything. Yeah, so I I will give respect there. I don't think that they lean on a lot of cheap internet dialogue that 
other teen movies do besides it, you know, make or trying to make fun of like liberal woke talk, you know, they're not using necessarily like internet speech in real life. The thing is, is that I'll give credit to that. The liberal woke talk stuff is just, or like the Mm -hmm. idea of like, have you thought about the optics of this? Um, Mm -hmm. One woman of color shaming the other um, as a scholarship student, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh my God. Like, this is why I think a movie like Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is so good Mm -hmm. because it incorporates those, the digital woke speak language and how that plays out in interpersonal dynamics in a way that is actually intelligent and funny Mm -hmm. and memorable and not fucking cringe like Mm -hmm. you know because because that's conceptually when you're trying to describe what bodies 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 is doing people are like oh wouldn't that be kind of cringy and it's like you would think so but it's not but then you see do revenge you're like see yeah exactly that's why this shit is cringe you know what i mean yeah like and i completely agree i also think visually to me do revenge looks like a rejected paxon campaign no the pastel aesthetics was just so not even of the school of of the characters like the clothes that gabby wears definitely the clothes that drea wears the clothes that i'm even forgetting maya hawk's character name as we talk about the movie and we just watched it who the fuck is gabby Um, again the the new Uh, girlfriend of max oh no 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 max's younger sister okay okay eleanor Eleanor, um, yeah, Nora. The the other girl is um. There's Tara. There's Megan. Tara. There's someone else. Girl, I don't even remember. Except I think it's so interesting that one of the like heavy side characters was named Montana because I love the name Montana, but like it's rarely ever seen as like a girl's first name. Anyways, that's just a little side note. Okay, we have to talk about the elephant in the room, and that is. The age of the actors versus the oh, age of the characters that they're supposed to be portrayed. God. Jesus Christ. Why is it so now, in bad a way, every time? This is not a do revenge specific issue, of course, of course. However, it is a particularly Netflix original movie issue of the more recent. We're like... Netflix will just not hire young actors for some reason. They haven't in a while. They used to. Their teen Mm -hmm. movies used to have real-life teenagers. And either it's young TikTokers who can't act, or it's actors who are 10 years older than the characters that they're supposed to be playing. When Camila said that she's 17 in the movie, I actually laughed out loud. I, I literally laughed out loud. Because the thing is that... For context, I'm I'm 21. I'm in my fourth year of college. If you look older than me, how am I supposed to believe that you're a junior going into your senior year of high school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah, me, yeah, that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like, if I look uh, oh. like I could see you walking to my class on my college campus, then I don't think that you sh- should be playing a 17-year-old, personally. I, I just realized where I recognized the male actor. He was in Euphoria. Oh, that well. took me fucking forever to. Re- I was like, oh my god, this guy's so fucking familiar. Yeah, he was. He's he's the love interest of Cat in Euphoria, uh, which he plays mm-hmm. such a different type of teenage male character in here because in Euphoria he's like the nerdy guy who doesn't get bitches, and here he's like the popular dude. So I was like, okay, very different archetypal like, you know, teen drama type characters. But like again. All of mm-hmm. these characters feel so 
like flat and not compelling, not un- so uninteresting it to in a way that like makes the twists at the end or whatever not they don't pack a punch. I don't this Hitchcockian twist you try to spring upon us. It was sprung. Oh. But the characters are just not substantial enough for this shit to fucking work. Like, I don't, I don't fucking know, Everyone, dude. okay, not that I trust. Mm, when it comes to teen, quote-unquote, gay movies, ha. Ha, ha, ha. I don't trust Twitter's opinion. <laughs> because, oh, right. like, no, you never. guys will praise First kill, anything. crush. Really, yeah. Come Between first kill and crush, I, I've, I've lost all trust and respect <laughs> in, in that space. But... When it, everyone and their goddamn mother was talking about these uh, whiplash plot twists of do revenge, and I never bought into it. And to people begin could with. be like, it's so good. People would text me and be like, I need to know your thoughts. Yeah. Or people would be in my mentions being like, what are your thoughts? Like, and I'm like, well, now I have my thoughts, but. <laughs> I said, but it, as 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 it was literally twisting before my very eyes, as the plot was being twisted before before me, I can't say that I was shocked or gagged. <laughs> like, like I just and not not even with the hints of oh watch it you know but I just I felt it. I wasn't thrown. I don't I don't know. I think I think I think it was I, set up in the movie mm. that it was pretty fairly predictable. But even with the predictions. I thought it came off as convoluted. Yes. It was like, okay, now we've left reality. Yeah. You know, like this yeah. makes sense because we are no longer in the real world. Yes. And yes. in the beginning, I had a feeling that I, I, I thought that the movie might might have tried to root itself in in some form of re- reality. Grasp yeah. onto yeah. anything for for reality. And like we were and questioning, like, the why is this happened, movie? I was like, because mm. we were like we were asking the whole time, why the fuck is this movie so long? Yeah. And then by the time and we got... And that it should be that long. No, exactly. But then when we got to the 75% mark and, like, the shit hit the fan, I was mm-hmm. like, I guess that's why they tried to draw the shit out. I mean, it wasn't successful, but, like, I guess things are happening now. And I didn't really see this coming, but it's also because it was never set up for any of this to make any rational yeah. sense. Like, th- these shifts in perspectives I, I, are not giving the, the gaggy handmaiden parasite-esque shit that they want to, to do say it's a cheap handmaiden they and, like, and it's know, not like but it's i didn't so, want to be the oh bitch to say it because i'm just hot off the heels of just finally understanding <laughs> the handmaiden for the first time that i, I didn't want to think that i could use it to wield Please. criticisms against another project oh my god but if I'm if I'm truly speaking of my heart of, from my heart of hearts, uh, as the movie says two times, by the way, which I thought was cheap, from the bottom of my heart, mm-hmm. I think that this movie is a cheap. It, it wants to do what The Handmaiden does, and it's not even doing it on like a junior level, almost. You know, like being no. JV versus varsity. It's doing it it's on just a not successful. Yes, period. it's like a preschool version a preschool pastel version yeah. that is bad and that should be in the garbage it's still bad because it's I so think, terrible i think trying to do that you know because like we said like the handmaiden has so much commentary you know and so many yeah. things on it and and the multiple yeah. perspective things is part of that kind of overwhelming sensation that you feel while watching the movie i think like taking those cinematic tools and maybe trying it on like a 
simpler, more condensed storyline, I think that that could be interesting and that could be well done to kind of take the handmaid and make like a JV version yeah, of it. Yeah, something like vengeance-based, something lesbian, yeah, something yeah. twisty. Like, it could be fun. It could be camp. It could be slay. Yeah. But do revenge is not yes. it. At all. Not even in the ballpark. Not it even on not the same that. field. Not no. even the same fucking continent. No. Like, let's be fucking real. No. Like, oh my god. It turned in an assignment... And I fear that it failed. <laughs> like, like the assignment was not completed. No, it was. You no, misunderstood so the assignment. No, very poorly. Sometimes think, you need to read the directions more than once. No, I think if we rewrote this movie and cut it down to like a eighty-minute mm-hmm. movie, it would slay. But that's because we. That's because we slay. But for the people who actually wrote this movie and made this movie, it. Sorry, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. I also think that people who are on Twitter yeah. being like, oh, the character of Gabby is the most butch people on Twitter can handle until they start losing their shit, which made me fucking laugh because it's so Before fucking they start funny and true and speaks again to Ani's, like, email about, like, the skinny white bitches doing the bare minimum to be seen as masculine mm-hmm. and androgynous and then getting away with it, which is so fucking funny and hilarious mm-hmm. to see play out in real fucking time, because where is this energy for, like, actual butches? Yeah. <laughs> where? I, I, she's I just like so. She's just, like, a twig who is wearing a sports bra. Like, I don't know what to tell <laughs> How is no, this literally, to be and like, I mean, you know, she has what? The, so I definitely would not call Gabby a butch. If, if anything, no. she's a fudge. <laughs> you know, most. like, 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 I think she's a true fudge. But if anything, that speaks to the to the tweet even more of that. This is the the most butch Twitter can take mm-hmm. is like a, a true fudge. Which it, is, it, is it's, it's just a skinny white girl. It's abysmal. In like joggers. Like that's really the most y'all can in, handle. And in, in a, a open button down. You know? No, like, literally. But the thing is that also I one thing that I find funny is that the actress is self aware. It's like she does not think that she's giving butch down masculinity. <laughs> you know, like she knows what she looks like, but is still the recipient of the butch treatment from Twitter and like Please. also finds it ridiculous, which I God. I'm like, okay, well, you know, at least the people who make sense make sense. Like, thank right. God for that. But Guys, I think, what I, happened I, I to real it, cinema? <laughs> What happened no, to movies? I, but with this, because if like besides Booksmart and like Easy A, right? Easy A, I watched when it came out, so I was like nine years old. I was not a teenager yet, obviously, but I, it, it was a good movie then, and to me, I still think it is a good movie. And Booksmart came out in twenty nineteen. I watched it when it came out. I have rewatched it this year. It has remained a good movie, but I wonder if the movies that I think are good teen movies of moons before, such as like 10 Things I Hate About You and even Bring It On, I watched as a kid, but you know, I wasn't a teenager at the time, or Clueless, the teens of the time, were they walking into the movie theater being like mid as fuck, no one talks like that, and it's only now that we see it as, right. like, the cinematic master. You know, like, are we haters right. because we're too close to what they're trying to portray? But I think, like, objectively speaking, like, as a movie, it's just not good. Like, is the thing. True. 
Like, and, and of course, just the cultural things and the way that, like, teens interact with each other and how we communicate. We. We're not mm-hmm. teenagers. Young people. Like, how young people and in certain environments and, like, with social dynamics and such interact. Like, I think there were moments of, there were moments of, like, genuine feeling and, and emotion that came through in the relationships between these characters that felt more substantial and meaningful than Crush, which is why it's mm-hmm. a better movie than Crush. Yeah. And also has to do with the fact that, like, some of the actors in here can actually act, and the principal isn't mm-hmm. fucking ridiculous. But, like, I mean, it yeah. doesn't really obey the laws of nature, but it, it's a, it obeys them a little bit more than Crush does, I would say, in some ways, in terms of how, like, school operates. In other ways, it's like, uh, so what's really going on here? The car crash, the fucking, like, please, oh my god. And the fucking, like, um, pre-nose yeah. job face, like, all the ridiculous things. I was like, some of these things exist in the realm of reality, such as how, like, some of the elements of, like, the school works. Other things, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. so my suspension of disbelief cannot be suspended for this th- this long. Like, yeah, you haven't given us enough of a reality for me to feel submerged into it. Even, like, like I haven't watched High School Musical in a long time, but the way that they portray cliques and the dynamics of mm-hmm. cliques and high school hierarchies and like mean girls and rich girls and like rich people and the rich kids and how they move is feels Mm -hmm. more true to the teenage experience than whatever the fuck they were trying to do with this like i don't i don't get it like how are how are all how are all of these people so wealthy and getting away with so much i don't understand and i went to i went i live near so many Mm -hmm. prep schools i go to school with so many prep school kids this is not this is not in the realm of reality part of me as i was watching was just like did i grow up too like poor to middle class like like in that social scene to uh, like understand you know how realistic some of like a thing especially some of the party scenes were or is this like actually fucking ridiculous you know and and some of the things that they were doing like i genuinely just thought that that a lot of that shit was just crazy because like i knew the type of like rich kid that this movie was Mm -hmm. trying to portray it's not it's not like that like i don't your parents are in the kitchen while you're partying. I don't know what to t- like. What yeah. you're still sixteen. See, that's that's what I was thinking. Like at some of the part where I was like, like I understand that kids in Miami, Florida, who are really rich and have access to a lot of money, were were drinking and smoking at like house parties. You know, like it's like that's not the part that threw me. But it's like the way that it looked and was set up and how it was done that I am just, to me, it looked much more like an adult rich Hollywood party yeah. than it did a high school house party. Yeah. It didn't Which lean enough I think, into camp or realism yeah. for it to really work either way. To, and that's exactly it. It That's exactly, it, it, the move, it, if the movie went full throttle insanity camp high revenge storytelling, then I'd, I'd be seated and I, I'd love every yeah. minute of it because that would be what it's supposed to be giving. And if it was supposed to give 
book smart, actual commentary on what it is to be like an overachieving student, you know, at a competitive high school, blah, blah, blah. I think that the house parties, even the more crazy ones in book smart are more realistic than what we oh, see 100%. in Do Revenge. Yeah. But Do Revenge attempts to do both of these things at the same time. And by and doing fails so, miserably. Fails. No. It, Have you it seen the movie? lackluster in uh-huh. both ways. Have you seen the movie Thoroughbreds? You have brought this up to me since the begin- since the genesis of our friendship, and I still have not seen it. Okay, so anyway, I need to though. Yeah, you do. But I know thoroughbreds I need to. is I, I'm pretty sure, based off of my understanding of the lore around thoroughbreds, it's based off of one of the prep schools near where I grew up in St. Louis. Yes, and it is. It has the portrayal of how the rich kids interact with each other, and like mm-hmm. the like the spatial settings and like the social dynamics and such. It's it's a much darker movie than this. It's much better. Oh my god, it's mm-hmm. it's it's actually like a good movie, um, but it also has these elements of like revenge and like darkness and like criminal activities going on with like this weird tense friendship of these two girls in high school mm-hmm. and their looming imminent futures going on here and the culture of like you know high achieving wealthy students and like one of whom is the scholarship kid or whatever. Like, I think, th- like, Thoroughbreds is, is like, a good indie movie, actual film, actual cinema <laughs> mm-hmm. that, like, it, maybe is probably a, a, a comparable version or, or variation of this type or this genre or category of storytelling or type of film. I would say, because now that I'm thinking mm-hmm. about it, I'm like, oh, like, I think there are parallels there. Do Revenge was just not successful as a movie. No. It was, no. it was bad. It was not well done. It was poorly made. It was not well written, not well acted, not well cast. Just Someone lied to her several times and no. told her that she was hot, yeah. fly, exactly. and sexy. No, exactly. And I fear that it's not the case. God, why, what, why does everyone hype such mid movies and shit? I don't like that, like, good movies and bad movies get hyped equally because then it makes me question people's taste. Because how could you possibly think that Bodies, Bodies, Bodies was good and also think that Do Revenge is good? Yeah, because to me, if you're someone, if you're someone who has seen both movies, to me, there should be a clear better movie which of course is bodies yes but see not everyone has taste not like you and i but uh, i mean true (laughs) true very true people do not have taste like you and i and if they saw our text messages they would see how ruthless we can be the thing is so much of like the this movie hinges on people's text messages getting leaked (laughs) if our text messages got leaked Oh, if our text messages got leaked, we'd have to flee the country. Like, <laughs> like Cuba could not even save us. Like, like no. <laughs> we'd reach out to Asada Shakur personally, and she'd be like, "I don't think I could get you." <laughs> it would. It. And, and it's if, like if, we're not even sleeping with imagine, half the population no. of the high school as Max is being a cunt full-time in a media literacy way can be something so hard and difficult it's it's people people think we're being cunts just to be cunts 
No. And in a way, we are. But <laughs> let's look at the fucking material. But if we if we look at the material, yes, we're being bitches about it. But we're also correct. And I just yeah. don't think that, you know, it's very no harm, no foul, no foul if you're correct in your opinion. And I think that's what saves us every time. However, what people might think of the delivery of our opinion. <laughs> <laughs> that's what people have always said to me. You know, something like, yeah. I don't know. I don't necessarily think like you're wrong or anything, but like, I just think mm-hmm. that the way that you portray it is just like yep. very, oh, I've bitch. heard that song and dance many bitch. times. But the thing is that why am I not allowed to be mean? Like, th- that's why? misogyny. That's hashtag misogyny. Let's talk about that. I think so. <laughs> Why, why am I as a black girl not allowed to be mean? What if I want to be mean? What, what if I want to, to make a bitch cry? Bitches be cunts. Like, is that not the whole fucking point of being a bitch? Like, what is if the I point was an elementary of experiencing school teacher and I misogyny had, like, when you can't ju- yeah. when you can't be a bitch? Like, anyways, literally, like, I like, I just especially if like you're mad at me for being like mean to like boys or like white yeah. people. It's or like, what if I wanted to, to a be bad mean? movie? <laughs> to a bad to a bad short story. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> and the crowd ooh. <laughs> the crowd got tense to that one. And it's the way ooh. no one except the two of us know what the fuck <laughs> that means. Which like like, you know, unless someone hashtag do revenges us, no one will ever know, but <laughs> But that's like, that's such uh, I think that's also what saves us is that we are, our true ruthlessness, our true unfiltered ruthlessness is the safe for such niche and public and sphere is yeah. so, something so important to keep separate, one could say. And, and we think and I know such, you guys don't it, think so. I, I know yeah. you follow me on Twitter, so I know that you think I'm well, not... Well, you of recently, everyone has seen everything <laughs> that has passed between but your ears. But the thing is, is that you don't even fucking know the half of it. You don't even no. know a tenth of it. You you don't even know no. 5%. Like, <laughs> and that should be it's, the scary part. And that is the and scary it is. part, actually. And it is. It fucking is. I think also the thing that, that saves our cuntiness is that it's about things that you'd have that would need to be decoded. Like I think right, at this right, point, right, right, right. our cunty messages make sense to each other, <laughs> but to the outside perspective, it, it's it wouldn't of like be clear. Gayler in that way, and it's like yeah. you don't think that this is insane because you don't even know how insane this is. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I, I think people think like, oh, we're just mean to be mean. They wouldn't think anything of it. But if you actually knew what we were saying, <laughs> you would be a little scared. Oh, God. But anyways, God. Enough, enough about our text messages that will hopefully never see the light of day. Never see the light of day. <laughs> oh, my God. But, and bodies, 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 bodies. Check the texts. <laughs> And that, that would be our last words. That would be both of our... We, we would fight to the death over that, actually. We would wrestle over a gun <laughs> if someone even tried to check our text messages. I get it now. I get it. Oh, God. Jordan, Jordan real as fuck. Like, please. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyways. Recommendations? <laughs> yeah. And with that, we go into our recommendations. You can... Go. So I have a wholesome book to recommend, and okay. everyone cheered because yeah, 
Well, it's the thing. When you're most at peace, you read the most chaotic books. And when your life is in shambles, you love a, a sweet book. A no, book. it's it's so true, actually. Like, no, I've just been, I've been reading, like, theory and then, like, murder mysteries. And then, like, like mm-hmm. literally, yeah. And then, like, some nice mm-hmm. stuff, I would say. And just, like, good st- good short stories to balance out. Yeah. Anyways, Mm -hmm. so the book I want to recommend is a recent release. I think it's recently released. It's a 2020 release called Iona Iverson's Rules for Commuting by Claire Pooley. This book is so fucking adorable. And it features this old dyke who used to do, I think, like a cabaret or like, or was like a dancer and met Mm -hmm. her wife while, like, on, you know, as a performer. And there, it's set in, like, London. And the reason why it's called Iona Iverson's Rules for Commuting is because Iona Iverson is said, like, main character, the lesbian, like, dancer. And she is, she's, like, she's, like, in her 50s or something now. And she basically runs, like, an agony aunt column for this magazine. Mm -hmm. But she, ref- she does not like the label of Agony Aunt. She is a magazine therapist. And basically, she keeps on, like, e- the millennials have taken over her workplace. And she's just, she's getting hounded every day because she's, like, old. And everyone is, mm-hmm. like, mean to her for being old. And it's really sad because she loves her job. And every day she commutes to work. She takes the train to get to work to her office and on the train there are these like you know recurring characters of people who are always on the train together and basically we get these throughout the book we get these different chapters uh, of insight into different people's lives of the different people who are on the train where they're going what is plaguing their anxieties and how they're all tied together through Iona as a character because Iona is like larger than life and she always carries around her little dog with her and she like has a million mm-hmm. things in her bag for some reason every time she gets on the gets on the train she takes she like makes a drink like at the table from mm-hmm. the stuff in her bag and eventually like she just starts like through the course of events in in the book like she starts interacting with the different people in the train and then they all sort of start interacting with each other. It features the perspective of this... Actually, this is relevant because one of the girls on the... One of the people on the train is this schoolgirl whose nudes got leaked to her school. And so she's facing a lot... She's like 15. She's facing a lot of, you know, uh, social backlash from that and the consequences of that. And so she sort of finds, like, community and friendship with, like, Iona and the people on this train. There's this guy who's, like, a finance dude who's an asshole that Iona always sees on the train every day. And he, we kind of get more insight onto his life and what's going on. There's this guy who is a nurse and he's, like, really plagued by, like, anxiety and panic attacks. But he has a crush on this other woman on the train who is, she is, like, in a tough spot because she's sort of like in this relationship this long-term relationship but something's not right she's also not feeling totally good about her the trajectory of her like life in general because she feels kind of in a rut and there's also this like there's all these different you know quirky characters that are all drawn together Mm by Iona it's a very wholesome story because it's very much about these like quirky British people who 
like despite all British social conventions of not speaking or acknowledging anyone in public that you don't already know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like they inevitably have to due to a series of like unfortunate circumstances they mm-hmm. like and we see these like friendships and developments of their lives evolve it's so sweet and we see Iona's like love for like her wife and you know their pa- like and her wife is a is a black woman who and they used to be like the lesbian couple like the lipstick lesbians of like the mm-hmm. of like the 80s and 90s and like they were on the covers of like every magazine and tabloid basically because they were like the party girls who got invited to you know like the Savoy and whatever but she but Iona is really feeling like she's she's getting older like she's like not she's not no longer relevant and she's like sad about it and it's it's just such a sweet wholesome story that made me not want to kill myself a little bit more you know sometimes you read that a book, book and dialectical materialism are the two things that are keeping you on this earth it's so true because sometimes you just gotta read about some about a meddling and like lesbian as a word is like used so often in this book and i'm just like oh thank god she never describes herself as like gay or queer she always other mm-hmm. people and her always describe her as a lesbian and it's like, oh. oh, sorry. I know we finished our do revenge. Oh my god, they never use the word lesbian. Well, no, they do, but then it gets cut off. Oh yeah, that Dre was crazy. Goes, oh, that crunchy granola lesbian. Oh, <laughs> that shit. Oh my god. Oh my fucking god. But also, am I supposed to believe that a thirteen-year-old said I'm queer? Or that Eleanor isn't a lesbian. She says, oh, my ex-girlfriend and my ex-boyfriend. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Literally, what are you talking about? Unless that boyfriend is a dyke, I don't want to hear about (laughs) (laughs) it. Unless that's that's a a boyfriend in a dyke way, I don't think so. Nope. Um, nope. But that does sound like a cute, a cute... Yeah, and it's British, so you'll like it. I I want to be upset, but it's true. So see? like I can't see? say exactly. Anything. See, see. But I this is literally it's been ten years of people saying, "Oh, it's British, so you'll like it," and yeah. me being like, "You're you know, you've never <laughs> beat or dodged the Anglophile allegations, and that no. is something that could be so fucking funny." It's 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 so fundamental to who I am as a person. It's honestly sad, but like. It's God. one of those things You're that, like, not beating the Tia Boo allegations at all. Not even a little bit. <laughs> I've never heard that before in my life. That is hilarious. Tia Boo? Okay. Please. Yeah. That's because you weren't bullied enough. No. Okay, part of me is like, I, okay, I've really had to reckon with this as an older, as I'm going into my adulthood. Looking back on my childhood, middle school, high school experience, I can't tell if I wasn't bullied or if I was and I didn't know. <laughs> like, this is a real something that I've had to think about in in myself. So, in a way, I'd say no because I would have never identified as someone who was bullied. But I think there were attempts and I just... There were attempts and you were like, okay, <laughs> sure. <Yeah. laughs> Literally. 
I have one recommendation, but I'm sitting on it for when the moment is right. So I'm not going to do it right now. What I will recommend to you in offering, in, 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 as a placeholder, is I'm recommending to you playlists that I have made <laughs> of recent on my oh Spotify. Oh my god. Because recently I have taken it upon myself to try and make as many A League of Their Own playlists as oh I can. Oh my god. <laughs> and I they, have them, made... They, them, femme, and stem. You coding yeah. your Spotify playlists. No, literally. I have made 12. I have, I have three, no, I take that back, four 50 song length playlists. So that alone is 200 songs because I don't repeat songs in any of my playlists. Mm -hmm. I have one for the show. Okay, one one that you're not going to like because it's... One for the show. One I wouldn't like because it's Carson and Greta. Yes, it is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not, but I'm, I'm saying sorry to you. Thank you. No, I don't care. I'm, <laughs> except, I like how you did it and then immediately said sorry, sorry, because, like, correct. <laughs> um, so there's the show, the Carson and Greta one. And then I have a Max Chapman, Carson alone, Greta alone. And then Joe, Clance, Lupe, Jess, Maybell, Esty, and Shirley are all 20 songs. And then my playlist that's like for the show in general is 30 songs. So all in all, I have about 390 songs that I have this specifically, is individually, and handpicked um, that I think both could possibly make good songs for the soundtrack of the show and I think are representative of various either character traits of or the like characters. Or like moments in, this, in, in yes, the show. Yes, or songs songs that include moments that even uh, elaborate on the background information of a character oh that we God. don't see directly in the show, oh which I think God. is the case for like Clance and Max's uh, specifically. Also, of course, with Lupe and Jess and some of the more minor characters that I made playlists for. And... So far, they have racked up a couple of followers, which makes me pretty happy because uh, it's my first time branching out into like playlists Your that are Spotify influencership. For... No, like I'm really, I'm really shifting the disobedient gay Renaissance Marie brand um, into Spotify playlist curation, Bitch. and I'm. I'm, okay, speaking I'm of Spotify playlists, my Gaylor playlist, which is a hundred songs flat. And I yeah. have rearranged today to fit my mood. It used yeah. to be happy. Now it's sad. And <laughs> it, uh-huh. I, in, in, well, it's Gaylor, so, you know, of course. But in, in terms of the, the, the specific ordering for my listening pleasure. And if you ask me mm-hmm. how I order it, I will say vibes. And I will say mm-hmm. I try to alternate albums. But I try to make it as mm-hmm. seamless as possible, thematically mm-hmm. and sonically. And mm-hmm. it has 97 likes. So I would say mm-hmm. that... This might be my magnum opus. And I've said this mm-hmm. many times before, but I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. And I think it is uh, Spotify wise, yours as well. Because I, I also, I've had your, I've had your Gaylor's Spotify playlist like uh, since its creation, I think. Since her conception. And Amen. exactly. Number one fan, as always. Uh, and, yes. and, I agree. I still, I still revisit it. I still check up on it, and I still think it's a great place. <laughs> I check up. On, we check up on each other. 
<laughs> no, we do. Okay, but, also but why does my depressed dykes I think it's the best one playlist? Oh, thank you, thank you. Because no, sometimes I look at other people's Gaylor playlists, and I'm like, you're just not as slaying the way that I am. I fear. But exactly. The depressed dykes playlist that I made—that's 35 songs that includes submissions from you guys—has 110 likes, and it only has two, three Taylor Swift songs on it. So guys, see how. <laughs> Only has oh. three out of the 35 songs, and two of them are Girl in Red songs. Everyone else, I think, is just no, I th- one. Like, one artist. Yeah, my Carson, and, my Carson and Greta playlist, which has 50 flat, has 11 Taylor Swift songs. So she is over <laughs> one-fifth of the playlist. But, listen, it's so necessary. Like, when you listen to the songs in context, it will make oh, sense. Oh, my God. Please. Oh, wait, let me guess. Let me guess them. Let me guess. Alyssa Affairs? Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, you're, hold on, hold on. Let me, I haven't let seen me it, so let me guess. List. So let me guess which yeah. Taylor Swift song. Illicit Affairs is on there. Uh, yes. Invisible String? No. Huh. Um, let's see. It, Gold- it, I think it was originally on there, but it got cut. It got cut. cut Gold Rush. That is on Carson's playlist. It is um, on one of them, but it is not on that specific one. Is Dress? Yes. <laughs> of course um of course let me think oh let me let me look at my Gaylor playlist actually so i can you know do yeah some comparative yeah let's references. do cross reference yeah, 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 yeah academic yeah. cross reference no like this can be something so important wonderland no Mm-mm-mm. false god yes dancing with our hands tied yes gorgeous Cut for time. Call it what you want. No, but that would be a good one. <laughs> um, let's see. I know places. Yes. <laughs> let's see. Cowboy like me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mad. <laughs> mad woman. No. Cut for time. That one might be on Carson's or Greta's. Actually, I can't remember. Cardigan. Nope. Peace? Nope, but might be on Carson's. King of My Heart? No. You, like, the songs that are on makes, like, real, like, get back, get back to, to Cowboy Like Me, I Know Places, Illicit Affair. Like, like, really, like, the obvious, obvious ones. We're, We're not doing heavy extrapolation here. Hmm, 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 hmm. There's one red song if you want to try and get that out of the way. Is it I Knew You Were Trouble? No. Everything Has Changed? No. You're gonna... <laughs> you, you, it's so obvious. Holy Ground? No. God. The Very First Night? Yes. Oh, right, the hotel. Me blanking out on the Carson Greta scenes because I don't give a fuck. Anyways, um, is How You Get the Girl on it? No, Cut for Time. Oh, my gosh. Forever and Always? Wait, no, 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 sorry. That doesn't make sense. No. Um, hmm. 
But I like how the reason why you knew that it wasn't on there was because, like, narratively, it doesn't work. Daylight. No, but that would be good. Ah, fuck. Um, Cruel Summer. Yes. I I was thinking Cruel Summer at the beginning, but then I was like, Afterglow? No. Hmm. When I tell you, like, okay, you're at five, six, seven. The Archer. So there's three more. No. I'm surprised you haven't said one. Mm-hmm. Let's see. What do you not have? The three the the three songs that you don't have. Two of them are folklore, and one of them is Evermore. So I'll I'll tell you to, okay, to okay, narrow okay. down. So Long story short, entire thing. Long story short, no. Fuck. Hmm. It's Major time to go. Heavy hitting songs. No, that's not a heavy hitter song. Right where you left me? Oh, wait. Hold on. Yes. Oh, sorry. One Folklore, two Evermore. So that's one, one okay. of the Evermore. Okay, right where you left me. And then... Mm-hmm. I guess... I guess Tolerate It? No. Dorothea. What is like the? Wait, you, you can't. Is you can't be serious. Ivy. Evermore? You think Ivy is is Carson Greta? Yes. You're. Cr- yes. That is crazy. You're crazy. Okay. Um, How is it now? One more How for is it folklore. Not? Let me let me think. Let me think. Is it August? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, see, 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 yes. see, see. Okay, and see, that's, see, I guessed them, but the ones that I didn't guess is because I was like, no, I don't think so. But you would think so. But you, your ass would. <laughs> the, the tweets that are like, that are like, yeah, you would. That's, that's okay. me. That's me. Well, <laughs> but anyways, okay. Yeah. That's, that's the fucking episode, guys. Yeah. Anyway, we're done. <laughs> we're done. Let us, we're let done. us know we're your thoughts on Do Revenge, if you agree with us or not. And if you disagree mm-hmm. with us... Please present your thesis as to why you think we're wrong because some of y'all agree disagree with us on a crush and it's just like no, I don't. But yeah, yeah, yeah anyway. I don't I don't understand how someone could disagree with us on crush because I just don't think that there's any other way to watch the movie. But right. But, right. Um, but yeah. anyways, yeah. You can find us on socials episode. if you want to yell at us about it at the Lavender Menace. Lavender Menace podcast at the Lavender And while you're yelling about us, if you happen to have a hot take related to it, email it to us and we'll go over it. Ugh. (laughs) Okay. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye.